0: Well, welcome to Podcast Tips with Rob Greenlee. Uh, this is the Live Thursday show. Thank you so much for, for joining me here. This is episode 17 for me tonight. And please stay with us for the full episode because we do have a giveaway coming up at the end of the show for some StreamYard merch. Like a sweatshirt and, um, and a Puddles Duck um, so, so definitely stay with us here. Um, I wanted to also announce that, uh, this show is also available now as an audio and video podcast in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So it's not a video podcast yet in Spotify, but it is an audio and video, uh, podcast in Apple Podcasts. And so it's, it's spreading out across all of the ecosystem of podcast, uh, listening platforms. Um, so I'm excited about that so you know this show is even um, a convergence strategy of sorts and and so tonight I have a very very special guest that's coming in of course every guest that I have on this show is special because they're um, they have a connection to me and I have a lot of respect for them and and Tonight we're going to dive into a very expansive area. Um, it's going to be hard to cover every square inch of the planet, but we're going to give it a try um, of international um, aspects of podcasting and some of the trends that are important around that, as well as maybe what's important to you as a as a podcaster. So, so I want to um, you know welcome a terrific guest. His name is James Cridlin. I'll pull him up on the stage here in a second. He's the editor of pod news at pod And he's call, he's on the line uh, with us from Australia. So it's in the morning time for him, I believe on Friday. So, so it's great, but he publishes a daily newsletter um, that comes out and it's free. So you just go to pod and you can actually get access to that. And I'll bring that, uh, a URL up on the screen during the show today. And he's also a podcast host. He's been a longtime podcaster and has been involved in uh, creating podcasts since about 2005 or so, as well as is doing a daily and weekly podcast for pod news as well. And he's, he's a very busy guy and he's joining us from Australia. So let's, let's, let's bring him, him up on the screen. And uh,
1: James, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for asking. It's always a, it's always an honour to be on the tallest man in podcasting's um, uh, shows. <laughs> really, uh, so, I, uh, excellent. <laughs> I hold that honour. Is that what I? Uh, I think you must there's do. There's got to be somebody else. And I think, and this I think if we say it now, I think I, I think uh, I think it automatically. It's, it's now fact. I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah you know, it's really go. good to be on, and uh, and uh, great to see you.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it, it's great to see you, too. I mean, we've done a lot of stuff together, but there there aren't as many podcast events anymore around. And I know you spend a lot of time going to podcast events all over the world that I don't actually get to go to. So I would <laughs> like to, to go to as many as you do. And that gives you kind of a unique insight into what's happening. But, but before we jump into that too far, I wanted to mention that uh, podnews.net um, has a, a subscriber base of over 30,000 people now. Congratulations, James! For yeah, well, thank you building that kind of a distribution of your uh, of your newsletter, and I think you you, you really changed the medium. I, I think when you brought kind of exposure to a global perspective on podcasting, which I think that the the United States and North America was uh, sorely short of, because I know I didn't have a lot of visibility to what was happening in Asia. Mm. And, down in Australia and in the UK and in Europe and places like that. And it's it's just been astounding to me how much this medium has expanded around the globe. And I know that we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I wanted to bring up on the screen um, your, your kind of newsletter website so people could take a look at it. And if they, after the show today, if they wanted to go subscribe, um, it's, like I said, it's free and there's podcasts coming out as well in support of the newsletter so if you want to listen versus just uh read you can certainly do that here as as well so yeah
1: every day yeah go go ahead james if you wanted to comment here yeah no i was i was just going to say yes i've been doing this since 2017 um, and I think, um, so if you're expecting a, a an Australian accent, sorry, I don't have one of those. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Brit and I grew up in the UK, but I've also worked for companies in Europe, in Canada and in, uh, and in other places as well. Um, I've lived here for uh, eight years or so now. And uh, yeah, and I really felt that um, there was something there for um, uh, for podcast news in a very general um uh, way but certainly having a look at uh, podcasting outside of Brooklyn there's a lot of podcasting <laughs> that happens in Brooklyn and that's absolutely fine but I think actually having a look outside there is is really interesting and that and that goes for both geography but also goes in terms of the type of um of podcaster that you are so there's um you know hopefully stuff in there every day um, oh my events aren't loading uh, there, there's a concern um there's <laughs> stuff in there uh every day um from you know from big um podcasters uh big podcasting companies uh as well as um from indies uh from you know very small um one one person bands and and that sort of thing so yeah so there's a bunch of uh, stuff going on there
0: yeah and i there's listings in here for jobs in podcasting too and then mm-hmm. i Uh, You keep a running tally going on of over the last week, um, a certain amount of podcasts were published with at least one episode. And it's, it's been entertaining to, to watch this number (laughs) go up and down (laughs) Every down,
1: yes. Every Absolutely. week, is this updated daily? Is that what this is? Or yeah, that's that's from the podcast index, and it's updated right. every day. And it, and it's really uh, the point of that is really showing how many active podcasts are there. There's a um, a, a lot of debate on what an active podcast is, uh, and in that particular case, that's um, podcasts um, that have posted a new episode in the past week. And really, if you're producing a podcast, um, you might be concerned by looking at some of the numbers and go, "Oh my goodness, I'm competing against 4.2 million or 2.8 million, depending <laughs> well, that's on that." Really, you look the out. case, yeah, and, yeah, and that really isn't the case. You're really competing with those podcasts, um, unless you're, you know, a, a fiction podcaster, in which case things are a little bit different. But you're really competing against. Uh, shows which are being updated regularly and yeah. um, there aren't too many of those in the same way as if you go into a bookshop you know there aren't too many um, book series that are being actively worked on and that, and that's absolutely fine but I think that's where that where the competition is so it's always helpful just to learn that yeah.
0: Yeah I think it's it's uh, actually uh, a good perspective to think about is the the pop, you know, how many podcasts are actually in all these directories versus yeah. how many of them are actually active. And when you do a search, let's say in Apple Podcasts or any of these platforms, you're, um, what comes up, uh, if you're looking for a show to subscribe to, uh, is usually cluttered around a bunch of what I consider to be archival shows. Right. And it's mm-hmm. hard for listeners to always find, um, content that's being currently updated or shows that are currently being updated. And I think that the industry needs to do a little bit better job of surfacing active shows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, uh, um, uh, to a great case in point, you know, if you were to search the pod news directories for pod news, sorry, if you were going to search the podcast directories for pod news, then um, depending on which directory your app is using, sometimes you will see an app in there, um, uh, a show in there called, um, I, I think it's called Pod News and I think it comes from <coughs> Latin America and I think it was last updated eight years ago. Oh, Sometimes no. that one appears higher than the Pod News Daily, which is a daily, a daily podcast which has been updated, yeah, uh, every day for the last uh, five years or so. So, you know, you're kind of looking at that. I think we've got a long way to go for podcast search and I think that that's one of the problems that you know, a lot of people are trying to fix. There's some, uh, you know, interesting work going on in terms of the idea of a pod role where I can recommend podcasts that I think you might be interested in. And maybe you could build something which is page rank um, related in terms of that. But there's a bunch of um, uh, there's a bunch of entertaining uh, stuff there. But that's if you want a problem to fix in the world of podcasting, that would be number one from my point of view.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I uh I think that's one of the things that really makes YouTube as a consumption platform really stand out mm, is that mm. they they really do i mean good or bad depending on your your view on it um, The algorithms are pretty smart about finding content, but they also recommend yeah. archival content a lot as well, so it's it's kind of interesting it's more of a focus on episodes rather than a focus on series or shows right which yeah, is and,
1: and i guess it really depends on what you're searching for as well um but but uh yeah i mean you know sometimes there's nothing wrong with finding a piece of archive content which is still you mm-hmm. know which is still current and still seems to work but yeah, um right. yeah it's it's just it, it, you know the apple uh rankings and the apple charts normally work in terms of recency there is some trending there which helps you find stuff which has been recently updated or which people are following recently. And the theory is that people won't follow too many old shows. Um, so that's a good sort of scoring mechanism to use. But obviously it only works in the Apple um, uh, ecosystem. Um, and there are plenty of other ways of finding a podcast there. So, um, yeah, I've, I find you know all of that sort of searching stuff fascinating, particularly since... You know, we we did an article a couple of years ago um, with Mark Steadman around what podcast apps are actually searching through, Mm -hmm. and it was always felt that the description, your show notes, your episode notes. Uh, in particular, were really important. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you put, you know, who you were talking to in there and what you talked to them about and everything else, then that would help you in terms of the search engine. Um, What we actually discovered is that um, uh, Apple Podcasts certainly was not searching through your episode show notes at all. Right. Um, you know, no that's true and, so, and it's never and so therefore what what was the point of doing that um yeah. and so you know and that may well have changed in the new version of apple podcast which um probably comes out next week um but um but yeah you know there, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really obvious low-hanging fruit there i think
0: yeah and i wanted to also share um the the uh pod news podcast as well here it's up on the screen it's so your your website podnews.net also has a directory um yeah so you can get in and find podcasts right off of pod news as well so it's basically a multi-purpose website there's full articles in there too um you can find events um so mm-hmm. actually this this program is in there as well if i were to go over to uh Oh, here we go. To... <laughs> this
1: is where something else breaks. Oh, no, we're okay. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. You know, Excellent. you know, the new
0: podcast that I just launched just uh, just a few days ago is, is up on your site now. Is it Great. propagated, I'm assuming, from Apple Podcasts?
1: <laughs> it comes both from apple and from the podcast index so i, guess I actually index, use right. both of both of those to pull those in um but uh yeah absolutely and um because you're looking at this on a big screen there's a qr code there which you can wave at your mobile phone to um automatically oh that's right yeah you, you yeah. know get that my my worry and my concern um around th- this particular page is what do I do next month when or later this month when Google Podcasts closes down? Do I just get rid of Google Podcasts here? What, what in terms of um, Android users, am I just going to give all of the traffic to Spotify? Um, you know, what's the deal there? Maybe I should be pointing to something else, who knows? But um, that's going to be an interesting time to <laughs> to work out what I'm doing with these, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. individual pages.
0: Yeah, because if I go in and I look at this um, listing now, I mean, even with with Podcast Tips podcast, um, Mm. this doesn't go to any listing in Google Podcasts. So it just could be that it hasn't propagated over there yet, but it's also on the verge of getting shut down. So there's not a lot of point to doing that at this point.
1: Yeah, no, indeed.
0: Indeed. But also the show is also in Spotify now. So if you wanted to follow the show... um, on the on demand side. It's all available up there. Very um cool. so yeah, so I'm officially now a uh a podcast show, not
1: not just a live streaming show. So <laughs> I, can, I, I can think of many people who'll be delighted.
0: Oh really? Yeah. You can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my uh, my co-host of my other show your
1: your, your co-host of your other show yes he he will no longer be be, be saying but it's not a podcast it's not a podcast right uh, yeah no absolutely but you know i mean i think that this is a this is an interesting thing you know the definition of a podcast is certainly changing and i think you know um i've always been of the opinion that whatever the audience wants to call it is what we should call it um it doesn't necessarily really matter if it's being delivered via rss or not um Uh, Eve Eve and I have been slightly pushed by the theory of a video podcast uh, on YouTube only being a podcast. And I think um, there's some research which has been done which basically says if you can see the microphones, then it's a podcast, which I think is a really interesting way of thinking about what a YouTube show is, you know. Um,
0: well, or yeah, you know. or actually even extended over to what a podcast is. I mean, is it? Well, indeed, yeah. I, yeah. I've always struggled with it from the very early days um, because in the early days, like I've said many times on this program, is a um, back when video was big, um, mm. that that really it doesn't matter, right? I mean, video yeah. and audio has always been really supported in podcasting. Not, I mean, I think now it's less supported, but. With 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 YouTube coming in, it's definitely brought it to the fore again, mm, um, mm. which is rather ironic because it was YouTube that caused video podcasting to decline. So so yes. it, it it's almost like the worlds have kind of switched places. <laughs> yes. I don't know how bel- how else to describe it, but it's it's really kind of interesting yeah. to me, especially because back when I was working at Microsoft, I built a video podcast experience in windows media center for televisions back in mm. those days. So, yeah. you know, video has yeah, always been around, comes around, right. Yeah, riding yeah, along yeah, with this medium. And it's, I think it's I, terrific. And you can see what I'm doing here is, is really embracing it and then also taking it to the next level and trying to do more live stuff yeah
1: indeed indeed and I think you know there's there's uh, there's been a bunch of research there has been a great piece of research recently from Signal Hill Insights and one of the things that they say is that people listen to the the same shows they might listen to they might watch it on video or listen to it on audio It just depends on the time of day depends what else they're doing Spotify released some uh, data not so long back which um, seems to show that video podcasts were really um, uh, used in the evening Um, really as a a competitor to television, I guess, whereas during the day, during the rest of the day, audio podcasts, you know, reign supreme. And you can kind of see that that makes a bunch of sense, you know, that that actually you're going to get a a ton of people who are, busy during the day doing other things but have a podcast on um it would be quite difficult to watch a show while i'm driving you know to the to the supermarket or or whatever but in the evening um we've got a little bit more time to, to actually sit in front of a screen and watch stuff so um yeah you know so i think it's it is fascinating seeing how this particular medium is is uh, is uh, changing and and uh, growing
0: yeah i I hundred percent agree i mean that's that's my consumption pattern too is i'll I'll listen to some shows on my on my phone and then but most of the stuff I watch uh is on my big screen roku television so mm. so it's it's kind of uh an interesting balance I do enjoy video' I'll, you know as yeah. you can see i'm I'm doing video so I definitely enjoy it and and like the community aspects of of doing a, a live show too, you know, yeah. getting people commenting and getting people engaged in the show as well. And I know that you're, you know, and I haven't really fully explained your background, um, but you know, you've been around radio and online kind of companies and business for like 28 years and, and, and started the first daily podcast from a UK radio station, right?
1: Um, yes, that's right. To, yes, yeah. back in uh, back in March of two thousand and five. So this was before um, iTunes had started doing podcasting. Before you were doing podcasting with the Microsoft with, with the, the Microsoft Zoom as well. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, I found the original RSS feed. It d- didn't even have a thumbnail image because, of course, that was something that Apple insisted on. Um, right. So uh, yeah. So you know um, that that was great fun to be working in the industry all all that time but yeah my, my background is you know as yours is uh, Rob it, uh, has a bit of radio in there has yeah. you know really understanding that um, hearing from your audience is a really important thing as well and you know as we've been speaking on the video version uh, you, you, you'll have seen all kinds of uh, messages and things from you know from people who are watching the live stream and I think that that's you know part and parcel of what makes podcasting uh, live podcasting really really interesting that um you know that you can actually see people you know coming in and um and uh, and and uh, talking about things that you are actually talking about right now it's much the same as you know radio has been as well and i think yeah. you know that it's going to be fascinating watching and seeing how live podcasting as this is um works with individual podcast apps. There are some podcast apps which have that functionality inbuilt. Um, and it'll be interesting yeah. to see how how many more, you know, end up doing that too.
0: Yeah, and as we talk about kind of the next evolution of podcasting, it's very much could support um you know, podcasting two point um could very much support um video and live content. Um, so that could be kind of, and that's kind of where I think it's going to is I, I think mm. that's where we're, that's where I come up with this concept of a convergence type of approach is that, is being a content creator now involves lots, lots of different aspects. And then Gabriel has a comment, I've, I've crossed feelings about having video in a podcast and, and that's a, that's a very important point is that um, people out there like to consume However, they like to consume the content. If mm. they want to listen to audio, there's audio. If they want to watch video. They can watch video. And having that choice, I think, is what that research was really telling us. It's not yes. that video is like dominating the audience growth for a podcast. It was more like you're giving people the full spectrum of choice.
1: Yes. No, absolutely. And, and it's it, always worth just remembering that actually uh, the same content can work on both. Um, yeah. It's one of the things that I'm fascinated by TV companies, not necessarily understanding that, you know, if you're watching, um, you know, America's uh, Amer- America's Got Talent or, you know, uh, idol shows, all those sorts of things. Those mm. are actually radio shows with pictures in most cases. Um, yeah. And I don't really understand why. Um, uh, more uh, TV companies aren't producing more audio versions of their show. I know that the David Lesserman um, uh, show used to be broadcast on US radio, you know, as well as TV, because it worked absolutely fine on the radio as well, um, and so I think you know there are real you know options uh, there as well. It's always nice uh, as well just to see um, uh, feedback. Hello, I am J Designs. Who says could you increase your mic gain a bit, please? Well, yeah. I found the setting in Streamyard that says uh, do that for me. So hopefully I'm a little bit louder now. That's good. <laughs> so that's always that's always handy too. Well,
0: well, both of us are kind of. Kind of a little bit soft spoken guys. So we, you know, I I have to turn my gain up a lot too here, you know, especially with my SM7B. So I have to ramp it up a little bit. I'm learning
1: my new, uh, I have a a fancy new microphone, um, which is the Ethos. Uh, It's a very fancy. Uh, there you go look. Oh, what's that? Oh uh, yeah, it's it's the ethos from uh, Earthworks Audio, which is a very very fancy thing. Um, and um, up until this point, I've only been using USB mics, and so this is a proper XLR thing. Oh, you got a the focus Focusrite uh, full you know, meal proper. deal there. Yeah, so yeah. You got the Focusrite um, Scarlet and all of that. So I'm busy. I'm busy learning how all of this stuff works as well. So um, <laughs> so it's probably my fault. But there you go. <laughs>
0: Well, you've been able to make it work with uh, with the USB mic, and I think th- th- there's a takeaway for that—that um, that yeah. it's <laughs> it, it, it's kind of o- okay to use some of these mics. I know I have some of them behind me on my shelf, oh, mm. you know, over here um, that yep. that have both ability—the XLR as well as the USB—and yep. they they both work fine. Uh, it just yep. depends on what you need them for, right? If you have a Rodecaster, you have a a, a Focusrite or or one of those type of interfaces um um, xlr works great too so absolutely you know so i wanted to mention too before i get too far into the show which i'm almost a half hour in but um that at at the end of the show i'm going to do a Streamyard merch giveaway um so enter the hashtag the yard into your comment field in your preferred uh uh listening or viewing app that you're using here and um I'll see if I can find an example here of of that, and I will. I forgot to trigger the um, the scrolling Rick banner.
1: Has already, Rick has that, already st- stuck it in. Oh yes, look at that.
0: Yeah, that actually talks about what what you have to do to enter the giveaway. So, yeah. and I also wanted to briefly mention too that if you wanted to see what's new at StreamYard, new features, new functions, just go to new.streamyard.com. And, and that, that usually it's almost like a blog that has a bunch of listings of new features that are available in the platform. So if you're a user of StreamYard, you can certainly, um, get the information you need. So, you know, the next time you use it, that there's something over there that you can play around with. (laughs) So, but, um, let's, let's dive into it a little bit, James, and, and, and start talking about what you're seeing in the international realm right now. And we had mentioned mm-hmm. this a little bit uh, before we went live was the, the aspect that what we're seeing in the United States, as far as economic impacts, layoffs, um, changes in the medium aren't necessarily um, reflected overseas and in other countries around the world. I think we tend to get a little insular in our views based on being in the U.S. and not really understanding what's going on around the the world, but why don't you tell us a little bit of that, what, what's what's different about what's going on in the U.S. versus what's going on outside of the U.S.?
1: Well, I think the U.S. has seen you know tremendous growth in terms of podcasting, and um, with tremendous growth comes an awful lot of money that is piled into the. Uh, Right into the industry as well. And so from that point of view, you know, you've been able to look at um, the podcast industry globally and go, well, it's growing incredibly in the US, but potentially grew a little bit too fast. And what we've probably seen over the last six months is a bit of a correction, a correction in terms of um, staff numbers and uh, money being spent in the industry in the US, but also a correction in um, some of the strategies behind things. So it used to be that Spotify would sign everybody up to be exclusive. Now Spotify have realized that actually better for both the creators and also for their business is if they make podcasts available everywhere on any RSS app. And, that, and that's you know where they've ended up moving to. So we've seen quite a lot of changes, both in terms of um, money, in terms of staffing levels, in terms of um, strategy in the uh, US. Whereas um, possibly because Europe and, uh, and uh, Asia and other places have been a little bit more, a little bit slower to get going we've been spotting what's been going on in the US, and we've been spotting what to copy and what not to copy, dare I say. So I suspect that what we're actually seeing, you know, I mean, I remember seeing you a couple of years ago, Rob, when you came over to the podcast show in London. And I think, um, you know, I think it took... It took um, me by surprise and you by surprise how big it was uh, what a big vibrant uh, show that was how many people were actually there um, and all of the different uh, companies and industries involved in that particular show um, yeah. and I think you know it's it's sort of you know it's sort of um, uh, a, a truth that some people assume that podcasting is quite small outside of the US, but actually, you know, it is very large. It's just been growing in a slightly different way. And what we've been seeing recently is a lot of MA activity in Europe a lot of companies who've been you know purchasing things who've been um have been growing quite aggressively um in uh, in uh, Europe and we're seeing podcasting growing particularly fast in in the Asian area as well um so it's a, it's a very different world and i think if you were to if you were to say that podcasting is contracting slightly um then it is in the US um but i don't think it is in other parts of the world, I think we're still in a growth um, in a growth period, um, and um, and I think that that's probably good news for for uh, for all of us as we're actually seeing podcasting not just being a UK uh, a US thing, but being you know even more of a global thing than it has been in the past. And I think you've you've
0: really helped that develop too, because you know visibility and information sharing on an international. Global scale, which is what your newsletter does every day, uh, I think really fosters that connection. Um, but it's it is interesting, though. It's almost like uh, outside of the U.S. is in rapid pursuit of catching up to the U.S. But maybe they can they can, like you said earlier, they can catch up in a way that can avoid all the pitfalls that we've run into. <laughs> it's almost like yeah. we took all of the arrows um, here in the U S for what, what is to come outside of the U S when it's right. your,
1: it's your, it's your, uh, incredibly capitalist, uh, you know, country. right? Um, no, but I think, I think there is something to be said for that. I think, uh, you, you know, I mean, I find it fascinating that listening to uh, a number of large Podcasts here in Australia. I hear them going to a commercial break, followed by a half-second pause, followed by "Welcome back," uh, because nobody's bothering to sell the advertising into Australia. I mean, that's a good—that's a good starting point in that there are lots of people who are listening to shows across the world. Um, who are you know very good to advertise to um, podcast advertising is a fascinating model in that it is impervious to ad blockers um, ad blockers don't work um, and also it can be very personalized if you want it to be um, and I think that there's real opportunity there but also real opportunity in looking and seeing what is capable in in other uh, languages you know as well there's a mm. um, you know there's a, there's a, a number of interesting companies in Europe, um, whose job is basically to take hit podcasts in English and translate those into uh, other languages, whether it's um, uh, Spanish, obviously, which still has a massive uh, audience, or whether it's French, German, um, some of the Nordic um, languages and various other things. Um, real opportunities there because actually if a format works it works everywhere uh, if a show works it should work everywhere um you know and similarly if you have a look at some of the stuff that wondery has been doing in taking some of their shows and essentially doing what tv does selling the um the format to um to other podcast publishers in other countries so business wars is a great example of that where B- business wars in the u s is all about u s companies you know Coke versus Pepsi that sort of thing. They then sold business wars to a broadcast uh, to a broadcaster and um, publisher in the um, in one of the arab states and it was talking about two large um, arab countries uh, arab um uh, companies who are fighting against each other and then uh, they sold it to they sold the format to a Japanese broadcaster. Um, and they did. I think they did N- Nintendo versus um, Sony, or something like 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 that. So, you know, I think I think that there's real opportunities there. But I think also, you know, that there's been some interesting. You know, I mean, obviously the EU is very hot on its privacy. It's very keen to make sure that. Um, you know that there is um, proper competition um, in the area that's one of the reasons why Apple is um, rushing out an iOS release that's potentially a little bit too early um, uh, that that's got something to do with the eu's uh, rules on there as well and so you know that that has obviously changed um, a little bit of podcasting in these in these areas as well so you know i mean i would I would I almost argue that um, podcasting in Europe and in Asia is still in quite considerable growth, um, mm-hmm. and podcasting in the u s um, has had its challenges over last year challenges really in terms of the business not in terms of audience um we're seeing uh you know we're seeing the total amount of people and hopefully we will see this um, uh, at the end of march with edison's infinite dial we're seeing the amount of people listening to podcasts still going up um it's just that we it's just that from a business point of view um there have been a few things you know um a few landmines you know strewn in our way that we've needed to avoid
0: yeah, I do do wonder uh if we're seeing a since the audience is still growing, um, but there's fewer shows publishing uh active episodes like on a weekly basis or whatever, is that mm-hmm. we're seeing a shift to audiences to create larger shows. Um and the, the ones that are already big are getting bigger, right? And they're mm-hmm. getting more support from advertisers. Now, if you look at the podcast in- industry through the lens of advertising and monetization, you kind of get a different uh, view of it versus looking through the lens of like an independent content creator that's not necessarily focused on advertising, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Which has always been like half of the market, uh, at least – over the yeah yeah past yeah. few years it's been around you know branded podcasts ones that have been done because they're their hobbies or they're in support of a of a um, another kind of monetization strategy or a or a business of sorts um, so how do we think about what's happening maybe with smaller podcasters in the context of growth as you think about you know the us as well as overseas and i know a lot of people that watch this show are usually independent creators ones that are maybe just starting a show um getting getting started using streamyard to to produce shows or maybe not using streamyard maybe using a competitor or something like that um how do you think the the content creator community should think about uh what they're doing now and it, is there a different attitude they need to bring to be able to, to grow audience now. I, I've got some ideas on it, but I was just curious what your thoughts are. Oh, looks like I lost James. So he should be back here soon. I think he had a bandwidth disruption, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear what James thoughts is around, um, you know, getting, getting more independent creators, getting more um, uh, creators that are not affiliated with, big media companies involved in podcasting and how they can grow their show and where the opportunities are. And, and I think it's, it's definitely a challenging environment right now, as we've seen a lot of the economic support go behind big shows. Um, and, and we're seeing kind of, um, you know, some, some struggles that are happening with smaller shows, being able to garner audience and having that opportunity to, to actually grow, um, as well and to, you know, achieve that monetary benefit that I think a lot of people, um, would like to have with their podcast. You know, I think we do have like half of the podcast space that is, um, that is not monetizing right now. Um, but I think a large percentage of them would like to monetize. Um, so it's just a matter of, of having, um, you know, some ways that, audience can grow. So if that audience that's growing in the medium can be, um, surface to help smaller shows grow as well. So I wanted to bring up also a, um, comment in here too. I think it came in. Um, yeah, here it is. Um, or, a, or, or a question. Carlos, um, writes, I have built a platform for video podcasts networks where they can be side by side with smart TV platforms, uh, a, a focus on engagement and, and controlling one's brand. So, you know, I think it's an interesting time for, for video podcasting as we look, look forward. And uh, I do think that we're going to see a lot more shows embrace video. Um, and this is where the, I believe kind of the little bit window of opportunity is, is to create a show that, um, is doing both. And I'm not sure that you have to do, I think some people will say that you have to create kind of different content, uh, for each for video and for audio. But I think if you produce the show, not unlike what I'm doing with this show as one cohesive content production that's a live stream or it can be, it can be recorded too. Um, I think it can be repurposed as an audio program as well as a video program. And, and I think, uh, you know, a platform uh, like a stream yard is certainly helps you have a better kind of viewer experience with the, the show. Um, so I think it, it, it definitely helps on that side. And then um, Rick Savoia, uh wrote to so sometimes it's, it's a better position to be a second wave of a technology or medium rather than the first in the same way that early adopters have found the bugs in a system that can be ironed out for the next generation of adopters. So, you know, I do think that the opportunity for video podcasting now is better than it was um, back in the 9, 10 timeframe when, when video podcasting was was pretty big and popular at the time whole media companies were started now we're kind of doing it at a time when when bandwidth is uh, ubiquitous bandwidth is more inexpensive now so the delivery of of video is is more economic now than it's really ever been and so i think that that's the that's the opportunity go, going forward and i think the the younger generation has also um, embraced video in a more increased way. And um, so let me pop up some more here. I've got another question that came in question. What was the website that you used to see podcast stats you used um, on the show with uh, Roberto? I think what you're referring to is, um, is the podcast index. Uh, And let me, pull that up on the screen here. I can probably bring that up really quick and, and, and show you, but it's, um, it's actually a really good glimpse into what's actually happening. Um, let me just pull that up here. Um, and pull it up on the screen so everybody can see that it's at podcastindex.org. And so here, let me get this up. Oh, looks like James is back. Um, I'll pull him up on the screen here uh, here, here it is. So James, I've, I went solo on you for for a little bit and you did. I have a question that was brought up um, about the, the stats that I showed a couple weeks ago on, on the show from the podcast index around um, how many active podcasts are in the in the medium so you can see this now. Mm. So, the podcast index is showing, and this is a platform that's been around for uh, a few years now, and they're aggregating as many feeds, RSS feeds, as they can find um, and out there, and they're actually ranking them or rating them based on the frequency of publishing. So, as you can see, uh, that 14,720 number is the number of podcasts that published an episode in the last three days. And then there's a 10-day number there of 241,000 um, that have published a new episode in the last 10 days. So somewhere in there is is where you know James got got his number on his newsletter at about 200. I think it was 209,000. James was the yeah, last like that. number I saw.
1: So yeah, is it something? something like that. And, um, uh, I'm now talking to you through the magic of my mobile phone. So oh, you- who knows, who knows what might happen? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be working. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I find, I find that data is more, is more helpful when you, um, uh, when you end up having a look at it over a, over a, you know, over a period of, of uh, time. So hidden away in our studio chat, Rob, I've sent you um, a link to the Podcast Business Journal, which is a weekly newsletter, which I also Oh, write. yeah, right. And... What that what that's got on it um, is um, is it's got a little a little graph which actually shows you know where where we've been as an industry um, in terms of um, in terms of active shows. So it shows the last thirty days rather than the last um, seven. Um, but um, this ends up showing you know a, a pretty obvious um, uh, jump at the beginning of this year, which is uh, nice um, in comparison to you know where we've been. It's, it, you know, podcasting always has ebbs and flows and changes in terms of how it works. Um, but in terms of um, so if you hit the uh, the data um, uh, link uh, up at the top right and then you click on, um, I think it's called creation, something like uh, like that podcast creation. Creation, right. Yeah, there it is. Um, then um, that ends up, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you'll see a beautiful, beautiful graph. Uh, beautiful. Um, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, but you can see that there was a real inflection point in in uh, in uh, January um, where the amount of uh, shows that were being uh, made actively um, started going up again. And part mm-hmm. of that is due to um, holidays, of course, that happen in both November in your country and December in most, uh, in most areas, but also, you know, there, th- there are other reasons behind that, that, uh, that, uh, increase as well. But I think that that's a, you know, a useful thing to end up, um, end up seeing as well.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fairly seasonal, um, what's going on there. You know, it's mm. the, the lowest point was January 22nd. Um, it, but then it starts to charge uphill as you move towards February.
1: Um, yeah which of course january 22nd if you're looking at the total podcast updated in the last 30 days then that's um a time that goes back to De- december 22nd so right before the christmas correct. break so yeah absolutely correct. so you're going you're going to see a you know quite a you know a jump in there uh, and these and these are pages that i've done uh, pages that i put together which pull data from various uh places um Uh, Also in this uh, section, if you're interested in comparing your podcast with other shows, um, then also in this section, you'll actually find download numbers for all kinds of shows which are sharing their download uh, information on on OP3 um, under under there, uh, the podcast downloads. Um, And it's sorted in terms of um, category. So if you do an arts show and you want to compare yourself with somebody else or a business show or whatever, then you can actually go in there And see all of those, uh, all all of that information as well. And I think that that's one thing that this organization probably, that this um, industry probably hasn't had is that, you know, um, way of being able to compare what you're doing with uh, other people out there. Um, So all of these numbers are 30 day downloads. um, And um, yeah, and you can compare yourself with um, all kinds of individual organizations. But as you can see, there are some podcasts here that have done 15 downloads in the last 30 days. Um, there are some which have done thousands and thousands of downloads. So if you're looking at um, all of the data which comes out um, showing, oh, I've got a million downloads in the last 30 days. Well, there's well, one actually, right there. Yeah, yep. and there and there is one right there. But um but actually most mm-hmm. of them are not <laughs> are not anywhere near <laughs> yeah. as big. Yeah. Yeah, which is always, you know, which is always important to end up uh, knowing. And if you click through then you can actually see exactly where that uh, where those downloads are coming from, um, you know, how individual episodes have done and so on and so forth. So there's a bunch of um really useful uh useful information in there, um which um There you go. So you can see that that particular show had clearly had um, a a very important, uh, a very important release in the middle of uh, in the middle of last month. Um, So, yeah. um, yeah. So there's a a bunch of data. And I I would for anybody that is producing a podcast, I would always say, um, make sure that it's listed in OP3. It allows you which is what this service is. It allows you to compare your show with others. Um, but also really helps all of us understand what's going on in the industry um, as we can actually have a look much more in, in much more detail in where traffic is coming from and who's actually, you know, who's actually taking part.
0: Yeah, so this is an interesting stat here. I w- I'm trying to zoom in on it a little bit so we can get a good glimpse at it. Is the apps was the one that I was looking for. Uh, it's I think it's further yeah, down I think below. Further down,
1: and the, um, and this is app app data which is put together um, with um, open uh, data, so anybody can actually okay, see how is. this is worked out. But yeah, so for this particular show, Spotify is in the lead with thirty um, something percent, um, uh, I think, of all uh, downloads, um, and Apple Podcasts next, um, and all of the rest, A- Amazon Music and everybody else, absolutely tiny in comparison. Um, so, um, yeah, which is always, always interesting to end up, uh, end up seeing, but e- each individual podcast is different. Um, I get virtually no downloads through, uh, Spotify, not quite sure what I did to anger the Spotify gods, but, uh, <laughs> but there we go. Um, yep. but, but, you know, but, but this comes back to what you were saying earlier, um, on this particular show, GeoSarven is the fifth highest app. Um, now, Geo Savan is a um, uh, an in podcast app. Yeah, in India, um, it's yep. the Indian one of the Indian uh, Spotify's. Um, so there are real opportunities outside of the US in terms of different apps, in terms of different ways that people are consuming shows, um, mm-hmm. and that's obviously worthwhile bearing in mind as well.
0: Yeah, it's interesting the distribution, especially with this show, because th- this show I, I think tends to gravitate towards outside of the U S consumption, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, what, what I see in its stats. And it totally makes sense that Spotify would come up number one because it has apps that are available on Android, um, yeah. where the yeah. Apple podcast app is not available as much outside of the U S as it is in the U S. So if your show is consumed in the U S Mm. uh predominantly it's probably going to be strong on apple podcasts but if it's yeah. consumed internationally or it's an international podcast you're probably going to see higher numbers from spotify
1: yeah, because Android is very big in uh, a few countries, but uh, um, uh, but but I mean, if you look at um, if you, if you look at the US, it's sort of roughly sixty percent iPhone, forty percent Android. Right. If you look into um, uh, the UK, by the way, is very similar uh, as is here in Australia. But once you get out of those English-speaking countries, it's very much more focused on Android. So um, much of South America, for example, eighty percent Android use. Um, And because Apple, for whatever reason, haven't released an Apple Podcasts app onto Android, they have an Apple TV app, they have an Apple Music app. One would assume that they are working on on an Apple Podcasts app as well. Um, But um, that's not currently available. And so therefore, actually, an Apple Podcasts link does nothing for you, really. And so Spotify at the moment, with the closure of Google Podcasts, what Google are essentially doing is that they are giving – that traffic um away to uh, to uh, Spotify, which is a strange plan of theirs. But never yeah,
0: place. it it's is. Plan, I suppose. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And then this stat here is interesting too. I mean, so even this program is getting good uh, traffic um from the United States, but number two is China, of all places. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Well,
1: China, China does very good. If if I remember rightly, this particular show that you clicked into was a. Uh, Business um, um, podcast. Uh, business podcasts seem to do very well in China, very well in India. Uh, enable in order for you to appear in the apple podcasts directory in china you need to be allow listed so they they actually need to tick a box saying this is okay to be made available in in uh, china uh, which is just worthwhile uh, knowing because of the different media laws that they have there Um, but certainly india you always see a very high amount of of um, uh, consumption of um, of personal improvement and of business uh, shows um so you know again it's different in different countries you know to have a look at um so all of this data is available uh uh to you and you know were you to have a look at um my data which is available through this uh service and you'll see very very different um consumption very very different uh countries you know mm-hmm. and so on and i think you know it is fascinating seeing what the differences are um and what you can actually learn you know out of that
0: yeah and then the um the pod father of podcasting has his stats in here too, Mr Adam <laughs> Curry, and I believe the keeper is his wife right um, yes that's right yes, uh, so he has some stats in here too, so this is a little bit um this whole sharing of stats is kind of a uh, s- something that has been i 'm um, like, not quite sure how to portray it, but it 's always been something that it was like um has been
1: kind of shunned um, yeah, in the podcasting some, space. Uh, yeah, some for people. Many some years. people really don't want to share their data. Some people really don't want to share what they're doing, um, and um, possibly because they're telling advertisers one thing, right. and, and they're getting different numbers. <laughs> there couldn't be any fraud going on with that as, at all, as if, right. as if that would ever happen anywhere. Right, um, right. But, yeah. um, uh, but, but you know, uh, but I think from the point of view, I mean, so personally, I. If you are asking for donations from your audience, then you should be really open in terms of what you do, in terms of downloads, in terms of, you know, newsletter readers, in terms of, you know, uh, uh, anything that you possibly can do. Um, and if you're a public funded organization, maybe you're the BBC, maybe you're an NPR affiliate, wh- however it works. Again, you should be as open um, as possible with your, uh, w- with your stats on that. Um, and I think, you know, if there's one thing that I wish I could change is making sure that uh, for public organizations, keeping all of your stats public um, would be a really helpful thing to do. Um, not necessarily sure it would happen for everyone. Um, you know, I mean, it'd be great to see this particular show being measured by OP3. Um, but, um, I'm okay with that. I mean,
0: I, I just got it launched and I'm in control of it and that's not, it's not someone else in control.
1: So, um, so, um, but, but, you know, I mean, I think that, that, that would be really interesting and, 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 you know, the more, um, the more open data that there is out there, that means that we can begin to understand a little bit more when things change. And I think if you were to have a look, Back at last year, there was a big change that Apple Podcasts made, which they didn't really tell anybody about, but there was a big change that they made in September time. Um, and it was only people beginning to actually dig into the data that made Apple essentially uh, admit the change that they actually had done. Um, and I think, you know, again, it's it's up to us to keep the industry honest and to keep the industry open as much as we possibly can. Um, So from that point of view, you know, I'm always very keen to have a look at keeping things, you know, as open as possible.
0: Yeah, this question from Daily Sports History is uh, is a good one. I I, I think it's a reasonable question, Mm. but it is kind of missing some information about um, – the question is, um, with Google Podcasts closing, are you able to see stats on YouTube Music? and they're kind of um, two two different things james i don 't know if you wanted to mention Well, well about yes it.
1: and yeah i mean i can i can i I can answer the question in that yes y- you can see the stats, but there are two different ways of listening to a podcast on YouTube music, so YouTube right. music is the audio app that YouTube have made available it 's a pre install on all Android phones, and you can listen in two different ways you can either listen through YouTube so somebody uploads a um, a, uh, a video or YouTube will grab your RSS feed and, and 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 upload a piece of a piece of audio into their system so there's mm-hmm. one way that's one way of doing it and you will notice that on every YouTube um, uh, um, uh, page, uh, you can see the stats for that. They're public for every single YouTube uh, show. So that's really easy to spot what the stats are there. But there is another way as well, which is YouTube Music also plays podcasts from RSS, if you happen to know the RSS feed. Um, now, those numbers will appear in your podcast host. Now, they may well will probably appear at the moment as a um, unknown player um, because it needs the podcast hosts right. to update their their stuff um, but um, but you can listen to any podcast that you like using YouTube music. One easy way of doing that there 's a website that I uh, built earlier on in the year uh, with the excellent name of RSS to ytm.net that's rss2ytm.net number Um, and what that allows you to do very easily is type in the podcast that you're interested in um, and it will show you how to add that onto YouTube Music Uh, it is way more clunky than it needs to be um, because that's just the way that Google have ended up building it Um, but that essentially means that you will then have two different um, sets of numbers one from YouTube properly and YouTube Studio has some amazing numbers and some amazing consumption detail that uh, is really helpful. And then you've got your other numbers from your podcast host for people using um, uh, your RSS feed to have a listen. Um, There's a whole... Uh, page all about this on the PodNews website, podnews.net slash articles. Um, If you do a a search for podcast stats or something like that, then you'll find it. Um, uh, Lots and lots of information there. But but yeah, YouTube music is... um it's a bit it's a bit interesting to see. It's a little messy, That's isn't it? <laughs> yeah, messy is messy is one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. um so James,
0: what was the, the URL to that again? I, I was gonna bring it It was RSS.
1: RSS number two, ytm.net. RSS YT oh, two YTM, to y-t-m. That's YouTube Music dot net dot net. That's oh dot net. Yeah. Um and that's a simple, straightforward page um, that um, just helps a user be able to listen to whatever show that they want to within the YouTube Music app. Um, amusingly, YouTube Music uh, doesn't deal with video in an RSS feed. Right.
0: <laughs> Genius. Another, another triumph, YouTube. Well, there, yeah, exactly. There's definitely some... Um, yeah, some <laughs> yes. confusion going on is probably yeah. a nice way of saying it uh, about yeah, what's going on. It's, especially with stats around submitting RSS feeds to uh, YouTube Music. It's like you know, are are you is every hosting platform going to get stats from that?
1: Because I thought that they were just.
0: Yeah, is that so, a pass through, or is, are they capturing an actual? It's not episode? a pass through. No.
1: So they, um, right. if you if you tell YouTube to um, ingest your RSS feed into their system, then all that they do is they go, they download your audio and they make a video from it and stick right. it up on YouTube. Um, so there's no pass through, which means that there's no dynamic advertising, um, but it also means that there's no uh, numbers that your podcast app can get get hold of. Um, So from that from that point of view, and and by the way, YouTube also say that you're not allowed um, certain forms of advertising in that as well, um, you know, so that there's an issue there, um, you know, with that uh, with that too. The only way that your podcast hosts can ever get your stats um, ingested into its systems is. Is if you start logging into YouTube through your podcast host and accept some uh, vague things and I think Libsyn is the only podcast mm-hmm. host which is actually pulling in YouTube stats and they so pull them right. in separately um, yeah. because they don 't measure the same thing, so therefore they pull them in uh, you know completely separately yeah so you, so this this page is uh, um, really built for podcast listeners to find a podcast that they want to have a listen to in the YouTube music app. Um, so, if you were to search for your favorite podcast um uh in here then it will um then it will actually give you the steps um to uh, add it t- to the youtube music app um which is um I- ideally would just be one button but sadly it doesn't quite work that way um, yeah. So, uh yeah so if you were to uh, type in podcast tips and hit the um hit the look up podcast thing then you'll find lots of different shows in there uh, i'm sure that your show will be in here rob he he hopes um, at some point
0: <laughs> at some point <laughs> yeah i mean it's um, it's it's newly listed, so things yeah. aren't are fully propagated everywhere. But yeah, um, no,
1: exactly. So that so this comes out of the. But you know, you could click on one of these, and you and you could see how the thing works. Um, but uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> 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 it's one of those. It's one of those days today. Clearly, well, um, but it's all um, right. Yeah, but but uh, you know, so yeah. I mean, what YouTube is, is doing, I, I I think it's such a missed opportunity for Google to close Google Podcasts. Um, we know that lots of people um, we know that lots of people use it um, yeah it, so. it
0: just feels like that they're they 're doing something that is counterproductive um, they're, and they 're creating a lot of confusion in the market mm-hmm. around what's going
1: on with it, how it works, you know, where is yeah, the data coming from? It, it's very messy. And unfortunately, you know, yeah. Google being Google being Google aren't very good at talking to people about it either. Um, in fact, if you remember, um, three or four years ago, uh, I ended up hosting a session at Podcast Movement about Google Podcasts um, because Google came up to me and they said, we've got this session, but we're not allowed to speak on stage. Are you able to stand there and tell people what Google Podcasts is? And I said yes, very happy. What is it? And they said, oh well, we can't really tell you that either. So I had to make a make a presentation about what Google yeah. Podcasts was. Which was yeah, it was strange, about a strange experience. <laughs> yeah, it was about a year and a half ago. I was at on
0: was it on AirFest, I believe, mm, in Brooklyn yeah. when the YouTube folks got up on stage That's and funny. presented this whole you know podcast concept at this little tiny event um, on AirFest mm-hmm. that it isn't really attended by very many people. And I actually, I, I captured the video from it and I posted it to Twitter and I don't think that they, the, the YouTube team liked that I posted everything <laughs> 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 as far as their full video. So it's almost like um, they make a public announcement, but they don't really want it to be that public, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So.
1: And, I think, and I think what they're doing is they're not really playing in the, po- in the open podcast ecosystem. We've spent the last five years um, proving to Spotify that open is best. Um, and Spotify is now pretty well, you know, agreed with that, and has made all of their stuff open, using RSS the way that it should be used. But sadly, um, YouTube, um, and I understand why, but YouTube is is uh, probably the opposite of that. Um, and interestingly, Google Podcasts was a, a perfect podcast app for that sort of thing. It was open. It used RSS properly. You know, it was a it was a decent, if unadventurous, podcast app. Um, that was actually growing quite a lot in you know in usage um and was something that you could always guarantee would be there if you have an android phone the google podcasts um code uh if not the app was always there so you could always play a podcast on an android phone mm-hmm. now we don't have that that luxury anymore i can't give you a link that opens a podcast on an android phone anymore um which i i, I think is you know so it's such a short, mistake short-sighted yeah because uh, there's no way into google into youtube music in that in that same way um, so I think it's a real, it's a real, uh, uh, shame. Um, but, um, you know, but still, but there we are.
0: Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm really, really disappointed in it because I, I spent a lot of time, um, going to meetings with Google in the early days when they were formulating their strategy with Google <laughs> podcasts. You know, yeah. I, yeah, I used to live up in Seattle and, and I used to go meet with the team in Seattle to help them kind of mm-hmm. build that out and a lot of the team members would get together and we'd all talk about what's happening in the industry to help educate them about, you know, where the opportunities were and where it was going. And I had a lot of, um, you know, um, positive Mm -hmm. feelings about what they were trying to accomplish. And it's such a platform with such scale and such opportunity. Um, but the, the other thing I wanted to mention too, and I know we're starting to run out of time, but, um, was the Podcast 2, 2.0 Project, um, mm. which I know you and um, Daniel J. Lewis worked on this website that um, hopefully will draw some clarity to some folks about what's going on with this and why it's it's important. And and I'll zoom in here so it's a little easier for people to see it if they're watching the, the video. But... Um, you know, trying to make podcasting better. I know that the industry faced some criticism from mm. some leaders from Spotify. Might be mm. the where most of it came from about you know the concept of innovation in podcasting around RSS and the lack of that. So you know, this whole project um, kind of started as part of the Podcast Index, which we brought up earlier. Um, but it's an effort to add some new tags to RSS to better um, bring features to the listening experience um, for podcasting. and I don't know, James, do you want to share kind of high-level view of what's been going on here with this and what this website is trying to accomplish?
1: So I mentioned earlier that when podcasting started in 2004, you were one of the first podcasters. Um, You didn't have to produce an image thumbnail. Um, for your for your podcast, um, because right. that wasn't that wasn't part of the part of the standard. And when right. Apple jumped into the industry, um, they extended RSS. Um, and one of the new features that they added into RSS was a uh, was a thumbnail, and by the way, a category. You know, as well, those are both yep. um, Apple. Uh, you know, ideas. So, for someone to, from Spotify to turn around and say RSS doesn't allow us to change things and to innovate and move on shows just that they didn't understand what the industry was. Um, you know, I think is as, is as far as that. Where we are now is um, that um, there is a new um, a new uh, part of uh, RSS, a new extension of RSS, which we, which we're calling podcasting 2.0, and this is the website at podcasting 2org and Podcasting 2.0 really allows you to add additional features into podcasting that some podcast apps out there are using. So um, the the obvious example here is transcripts. If you are producing your own transcripts, then uh, you can use a new feature in a Podcasting 2.0 RSS feed, which allows you to... Give that transcript to Apple Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts will, as of next week, show that transcript in the app. Um, that's a good example of a podcasting 2.0, um, you know, idea which has been um, which has been implemented by uh, by uh, Apple. But there are plenty more of those as well. There's everything from uh, payment mechanisms um, to better ways of monitoring where people are listening uh, to um, uh, better uh, chapters, which are um, uh, m- which are far richer in terms of the amount of information that you can get into them, uh, and all kinds of other things in there as well. Um, And this website, podcasting2.org, is really there just to um, help uh, explain that. The idea is really to help explain it in as easy and hopefully not techie way as possible. Um, Not sure that we've yet succeeded, but we're busy rewriting things and making the you know, making the language as easy as we possibly can um, so that um, listeners can understand what the benefit of podcasting 2.0 is um, so that developers can understand how easy it is to actually develop for and so that podcast hosting companies can better support um, parts of this. And I'm glad that you've um, scrolled to this uh, section of the page because, yeah, there's a ton of additional uh, features and additional benefits um, the that podcasting 2.0 that the podcast namespace um uh, enables one of them that i'm particularly excited about um is around um comments and making those comments work so that you, yeah, can actually, across, you know, again, uh, listening apps. platforms yeah <laughs> so that you so that you can actually see what people are saying and you know try and understand you know what? Um, you know what? What all of this uh, stuff is actually? You know what? What? What people are actually saying about your 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 particular show? So there's a ton of information um, uh, there, and. You know, and this is I think um I think Rick is making a great point on on screen at the moment. he says, to be fair to Apple at the time i don 't think anyone really knew where podcasting was going to go, and those getting into it just wanted to get in on it and see where it went. I think that that's absolutely fair. I think yeah. you know the reason why, from my understanding and rob you'll you'll know better than most, but from my understanding, Apple was really getting into podcasting because it saw that it could sell more iPods that way <laughs> right <laughs> um, because it could actually get more more content into the uh, into the iTunes Store that way, um, yep. but I think it did it did show that um, that RSS w- was changeable and that you could add additional features. Um, and I think Apple did a really good job of doing that. And I, what what excites me now is that Apple is using some of these new features from the the podcast namespace, particularly around transcripts. Um, What's the first where, one that they've, sense. they've adopted? Right. Yeah, it's the second one. They they, they well, also the adopted. One. They also adopted very tediously um, a thing called podcast TXT, which was a oh. um, uh, a very complicated thing to explain. Um, but but they they supported that. But the transcript is really the first one. Um, which is in there. Lifestyle and Living ask: do all podcast hosts support all of these features? And the answer is no. no. Uh, and really, that's why this this website is there to help, Podcasting 2.org. Um, some of the podcast hosts out there, Captivate is very good, rss.com uh, is very good. I'm an advisor for RSS, um, I should say. But um, you know, some of them are very good at supporting a lot of these features, Buzzsprout as well. Um, some of them have been a, a little bit less interested in supporting some yeah. of them. But um, but I think, um, you know, and Blueberry, which this uh, show is uh, is is uh, hosted by, has been one of those that, that has been really leading the pack in terms of their support. Um, so, yeah. you know, it it is really, I think, a differentiator in between podcast hosts that there are some podcast hosts out there which are really jumping into this and there are some podcast hosts that aren't and it's an absolutely fine choice you 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 do captivate is another one (laughs) yeah captivate's doing a tremendous job and i'm very, very um you know um good 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 friends with the uh with the folks there um and you know from their point of view it adds support headaches for them it adds you know various things but um but yeah it's a, it's a really useful um it's a really useful additional tool um uh, out there to do interesting and um, fun things um you're now showing all of the different uh, apps which are available out there um apps like podcast guru um or uh, fountain um, are really good at um highlighting some of the opportunities with these um with these new um uh, features and it 's well worth just giving them a go They might not replace your current podcast app right now um but um they 're certainly really good at um beginning to show what what some of these these uh, the these uh, things are capable of and even apple podcasts on that
0: yeah so i was going to say that's that 's good that that pops up in there that kind of <laughs> shows a little bit of leadership on the part of Apple Podcasts. Because one of the backstories about this whole thing with Apple is that the industry has been really kind of um, controlled by Apple from the standpoint of technical standards for many years from the standpoint of um, what's called a namespace, which is basically tags that are um, can yeah. be added to the RSS 2.0 spec, which is, you know, it's just it's really just about metadata is what, what um, Apple put out a specification that all RSS feeds need to have these certain tags in there for certain kinds of uh, textual content, right? It could be a link to an image or it could be just a description or a name or an email address or something like that in the RSS feed. Um, And when Apple put out a new namespace, which happened multiple times over the years, um, the whole industry just kind of like, jumped on it, clamored on it, and couldn't have done well, it faster, yes. right?
1: <laughs> most, most of the whole, right. uh, of the industry. <laughs> yes. Right, exactly, yes. and then now, now, and you knew, you, know, you knew very much, a little you, bit, Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You you knew very much which the podcast hosts to avoid were um, just by looking at are you supporting some of the new features that Apple has put in place? And if they weren't, then you go, maybe maybe SoundCloud, I'll leave you uh, (laughs) for a better one. Um, But yeah, you know, I I mean, I, I find it really interesting because, you know, this does essentially allow podcasting to continue to innovate. Um, there are a whole host of features, some of which will fail and crash and burn, and that's absolutely fine, and some of which will do really, really well. Um, by the way, if you are looking for a a replacement for Google Podcasts that does the same sort of job um, and works really well, um, I would recommend AntennaPod, uh, which was on your uh, uh, screen a second ago. It's free, and um, and it works with RSS. It's, an, right it's a really yeah. good well-built, completely open um, uh, app. And um, there are plenty of others to have a look at, but uh, AntennaPod is the closest to Google Podcasts, closest to the sort of features that you were used to and the sort of simplicity that you were used to. Um, so if you're hunting for a new podcast app, don't go using uh, Spotify or, or any of that. Um, <sighs> try try AntennaPod first because uh, it's a proper podcast app which is available um for your for your android phone and works and works really well
0: so this is it here it's an it it's an antenna pod and you just go in and you click to download mm-hmm. yeah and away well, you go i don't believe it yet yeah, it only works on i um android Yes, yeah. it's um,
1: okay. it's just it's just an Android um, it's just an Android app. So if you're looking for a replacement for Google Podcasts, because let's face it, pretty well everybody using Google Podcasts w- 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 was on Android, um, then this would be the one that I would probably re- recommend. A few of the new things that it does, um, they're working on transcripts right now, um, which is really exciting. Um, but they also support um, I- I enhanced chapters. I think we call them super chapters on the podcasting two website. Um, so it supports that already, and it also supports um, searching not just through Apple Podcasts, but searching through other podcast directories, such as the Podcast Index, which you were talking about while my internet fell over, um, and a few other uh, and a few other um, directories as well. Um, so you know, it's um, it's a really good, capable um app i believe it even works in the car as well if you have android auto so um it won't work oh. in your fancy fancy tes your fancy yeah, tesla i'm afraid rob but nevertheless no, no, it'll no. work in, it'll work in most people's sensible cars right, <laughs> right. Yeah, i'm kind
0: of am kind of stuck with the apple podcast or spotify it was oh, wow. really my only two choices well
1: at least at least they've stuck apple podcasts in there now
0: yeah well it's it's a convenient interface and it works works really well but um Yeah. I mean, this is what's interesting about this page, James, is that um, this is showing innovation in the podcasting space and and how we're kind of um, have the potential of putting some pressure on these bigger platforms to continue to embrace, um, you know, some innovation, which they all claim that they want to support innovation and podcasting. Let's let's hold their feet to the fire on that one. Right. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So it's, yeah, yeah. you know, and, it, and oftentimes that innovation comes from proprietary
1: um, deployments of technology
0: on these platforms. And so,
1: yeah, it's, it's certainly easier to ignore what everybody else is doing and just do your own thing. That's certainly easier from a product point of view. Um, but um, I've, I do find it interesting seeing um, uh, much of the industry actually looking back at open systems open rss and going you know what maybe there wasn't anything wrong with that anyway
0: um gabriel um i don't really have a presentation per se most of what i pulled up on the screen has been just screenshots of websites um so i think the archive um, of this show will be in a video um that will be available off of the podcast feed or also um you know, available for, for replay at YouTube and a lot of other platforms like um, X and LinkedIn and and those kind of things. So you should be able to get all those links if you just go back and scroll through it. But, you know, maybe I can post uh, in the show notes um, the URLs um, to all of the websites that we've shown on the show today. So, sure. yeah, that yeah. is definitely possible. Yeah. And then uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I so, say, uh, is it available as a PDF? Uh, no, uh, not currently.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody. But it's not a bad idea, apart, though. Apart from you. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> what's the best podcast app, Rob? Oh, what's the best podcast app yeah, uh, L- for me? L- Lydia was asking.
0: I I kind of enjoy the Apple podcast app, and I'm I'm happy to see them kind of starting to embrace podcasting 2.0, and I'm yeah. I, I know some of the people over there and have been a big advocate of Apple. I've been to their corporate offices many times over the years and and have followed actually multiple sets of um, team members <laughs> over there over the years. Yes. There's been a little bit of a yeah. turnover over there. Um, so, but that, that happens at a lot of these tech companies. Yeah. Um I said, please. I've a. I've had a video issue lately, even when I, I still used wire on my internet. Well, yeah, um, that that's always the the challenge, right? Is bandwidth and connection speeds. As we've kind of progressed with this video, the um, the the kind of bandwidth consumption requirements. Um, have escalated as well. I mean, a lot of people are doing 1080p or 4k and mm-hmm. that requires a lot of bandwidth. And if your if your bandwidth provider doesn't provide you that much bandwidth, you're going to struggle. Um, there's just no doubt about that. So, and James, the, the questions keep coming in, you know, thank you, James. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. What's the next or the next best app to, for podcasts? Um, So which of the apps do, do you prefer or do you prefer not to say for political reasons? (laughs) <laughs> no,
1: I, I'm 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 fine to upset people. Um, so I've recent I've recently moved from Android. I used Android for the last ten years, and I've recently moved over to iOS. Um, so, uh, but unlike you and Max, uh, uh, Rob, I'm I'm going to stick with it. So, um, so that, so that should be okay. Um, so, what I would say, um, if you're using uh, iOS, the Apple Podcast app is great. The new version, which is out in a week or so, um, uh, which includes. Uh, scripts is really, really good, so um, I would definitely use that if you like your fast speed um, uh, listening back to podcasts faster than normal speed, then overcast is an amazing app for that yeah I agree um, Marco has done an incredible job um, with the playback um, uh, function there um, and if you 're using uh, Android, I would use either antennapod, which I just mentioned. Or for both uh, Android and uh, iOS, uh, the PocketCasts app is very good as well. Uh, run by Automatic, uh, who are the folks who own uh, WordPress, um, and uh, so hopefully has a pretty good uh, future. That works fantastically. Uh, they've not dived in too much into Podcasting 2.0 yet, and I'm rather hoping that they do so. Um, but that's a good paid service if you want to end up using um, the pocket casts app but um yeah antenna pod probably number one on android and on ios the apple podcast app is a pretty good app so yeah
0: yeah um it looks like james uh you have a fan um excellent We need uh james on again great info (laughs) and and knowledge and i guess my comeback for that was uh he's got his own podcast too so you can
1: go yeah i've got, I've got to as much as you want Too, <laughs> just search for the word pod news in your favorite podcast app and of course you should be getting my my newsletter podnews.net
0: so do you see yourself um trying to do stuff on the video side more james as you no, look to I the future i
1: can't stand doing video you can't stand <laughs> doing video
0: videos for when you come on my shows right yeah. i think
1: so i mean you know i'll, I'll occasionally play around with the video um, uh, side. Um, I think that the the content that I make doesn't work very well on video, um, and you know I've been working in radio for over thirty years now, um, and so very used to not having video cameras <laughs> pointed at me. So that's always a good start. Um, but I think you know for for um, for some. Individual shows, for some individual formats, it works fantastically well. Um, What I found really interesting using YouTube music to listen to podcasts as I was um, uh, uh, earlier on in the year, what I found fascinating is being able to find some of the videos of the shows that I have been listening to in audio for many years, And suddenly realizing, oh, wow, you know, this is available in video as well. And do I want to watch the video version of these particular shows? Um, And so I found that really interesting. I think from my point of view, I make a daily podcast. Um, That's a five-minute show called Pod News Daily, which is um, everything to do with podcasting and everything else. And um, I would love to you know, to do a little bit more of that in video. But it's very difficult to make a interesting video that works well that I can also put together really, really fast, because that's my other sort of uh, side on that. Yeah, as well. speed
0: so. for you is, is very important. I remember kind of traveling with you a little bit through through Europe the last time I was in Europe. And yes, I, I was just amazed at how fast you uh, got your newsletter out because you've automated so many things with your newsletter. And then how fast yeah. and, and how versatile you were and where you were recording your podcast. Too.
1: <laughs> yes, I think I think there may have been a time when you and I were uh, in a uh, in an airport lounge. And I think <laughs> correct. And I, yeah. And I think I ended up just sort of sitting and doing the podcast. But the good news is it only takes four minutes. So it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's only yeah. embarrassing for four minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Where was that? I think that was in Copenhagen, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, yes, I think you could be right. Yes, I think I think y- you and I were at a conference um there but i i so i have a very small little microphone which is only about this big that i carry around with me uh after after the tsa ruined one of my nice nice microphones um and so i've been you know using that um using that ever since but um yeah i think i think uh, you know and it's something that um is worthwhile looking at in a different show actually is the whole workflow Um, thing. Um, Making sure that your podcast has a really good workflow to make life easy and simple um, is a really important thing. Um, The harder a podcast is to make, the harder it's going to be for you to do it consistently every single week. And so, you know, the fact that you are you know, producing this on on uh, Streamyard, the fact that you can then grab the audio and reuse this audio and video now um, in Open RSS, you know, all of that is fantastic because it just makes life easier for you. So you can do more creative things and less of the tedious button button pressing stuff. And I think that's that's the important thing, you know, and that's um, a lot of the reason why the pod news newsletter is the size it is, comes out the time of day that it does, you know, and does some of the things that it does, because, you know, I've been able to work out a workflow that makes that really easy and simple. Um, And and I think a lot of podcasters get burnt out very, very quickly, because they um, don't necessarily understand some of the tips and tricks to get past um you know to to make it easier for them to focus on the creativity and focus you, you know focus less on hitting buttons and things
0: yeah so uh was it uh, lydia uh if i see, see that right or yeah, yeah lydia um asked a question what are some of the best uh, equipment for a good quality podcast so that's that's a pretty expansive question. Um, there are lots of choices out there that one can can mm. uh, look at to do it, and I guess it depends on where you are in the spectrum of getting started. Um, but you know, trying to keep your costs down is not necessarily a bad idea. Um, but try and find dynamic microphones. Um, probably a great place to start would be like a USB-based microphone. Some of the mics out there. Um, like the the Samsung Q2U or the the um, yeah. the Audio um, Technica ATR2100 are great yeah. mics to start with. Yeah, well, um, this
1: one, which is a, a little Sennheiser, you really can't go wrong with this a little USB um, um, uh, mic. Which um, yeah, you know yeah. So, um, uh, but I mean, I, I I would answer the question Lydia with with. Um, probably the equipment you've already got if you've got a if you've got an okay microphone that's fine as long as you know how to use it and as long as you know how to use an audio editing tool um, that could be audacity, uh, I would recommend you use Hindenburg pro because it 's good, but you, you could use audacity that 's absolutely fine too. but just as long as you understand how to use it, and I think a, a lot of a lot of podcasters out there think if only I spend another four hundred dollars i mean this this microphone is worth four hundred dollars if only I spend another four hundred dollars. Many more people will listen to my show. Yeah, that's reason, that's no, the that's absolutely not going to be the case. <laughs> um, so focus on what you've got. Focus on making sure that you are doing it, uh, that you are using it in the right way, and a mm-hmm. lot of that is microphone technique, is using the audio editor, watching other. People edit their shows. There are live YouTube live streams of that too, Um, you know. And you go, oh, I hadn't considered doing it that way. And just and just get better at the stuff that you've got. Don't go and buy new new stuff just because you think that that's going to make your show your show better. Um, You can you can you can get away with. I mean, this is um, this microphone for a uh, for a starter. is about a hundred dollars or so um it comes with a mic boom which i'm actually using right now um absolutely perfect for that for, for, for that sort of thing you don't need anything more fancy unless you're doing a podcast with four or five different people in the same room in which case that's a very different conversation
0: uh, yes Rick i it looks like I'm getting close to a two hour podcast here, but that's not necessarily un, unusual for me um with the shows that I do um James knows well my other show is uh an hour and a half also so mm. but we are stretching the envelope here, and I know there are folks here that are waiting for the giveaway at the end um but I did get a question here from Rocky about uh can you use these? Mics uh, by Bluetooth? Um, um, no. <laughs> I'll just no. put you that way. And I wouldn't advise that. Um, most most Bluetooth microphones uh, are not entirely reliable. Um, so they can easily cut out and you'd be missing some content yeah. and wouldn't even know it.
1: Um, yeah. so- I, d- I, did, I did play with a wireless microphone, which wasn't a Bluetooth one, uh, but was a wireless microphone, which was quite, uh, quite a cheap one, which I've r- reviewed on the pod news website if you just uh, go and do a search for the word review then you'll um, find it in there and you know it it's fine but really you know wires are here for a good reason <laughs> yeah they are and so you can yeah. you can rely on them that's the reason yeah. and yeah. so and so a decent mic it might be that sennheiser it might be you know the Shure um the Shure MV7 which is a bit more expensive um but you know um this has the benefit of having both a XLR but also having a uh, a USB um so it 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 enables relatively future proof it enables you to try different uh tools and stuff like that you know any any of those microphones are going to do a good job but I would definitely I would definitely plug them in and wire them up. There's one yeah. less thing to go wrong. You, you, you've just seen earlier on in this in this very show that relying on one uh, internet connection doesn't <laughs> always work. Um, so no, it it's, doesn't. It's, it doesn't. Yeah. There's cut-offs. It's happened multiple times on this show.
0: So it's just it's just, <laughs> it's just the, the nature of although, of, although of doing something live to too.
1: To be fair to my mobile phone, uh, um, um, you know. Uh, uh, my, my cell phone company—they've uh, done a pretty good job of keeping this uh, this uh, backup <laughs> working. So that's been okay. Yeah, <laughs> but still, and, yeah.
0: And uh, uh, Lydia um, asked a question. I have a Rodecaster Pro, four condenser mics, um, two Macs, six different stands. It's it's the technique, and I I just can never get the sound as crisp as what I'm hearing tonight on this program. My comment to you on that would be the thing that really jumped out to me. I think to the Roadcaster Pro is is exactly what I'm using here to do this. I I I have the, one of the first gen Roadcaster Pros and they can be complicated to get configured properly. So you do so I I am applying some compression, some arg- algorithmic um, sound optimization to my audio here through this microphone and and but it, it took me a while to get this thing dialed in and set up properly, and once it's set up and dialed in, and I've done all the testing, I don't touch it anymore. <laughs> it just let it yeah. let it do its thing and then the the other thing that jumped out at me at your comment was about condenser microphones. Um, those are i I used to do my nationally syndicated radio show on condenser microphones, and it's it's because I didn't know any better, um, to be quite honest with you. Um, but the sound on those things typically is terrific. The problem is, is that you use those mics in bad environments and they're going to sound horrible. Um, so you really have to use condenser microphones in sound buffered environments if you want to get good audio out of them. Um, and that's a challenge for a lot of podcasters and that's why dynamic microphones are far more popular. Uh, and that's what this microphone is and I'm sure that's what James is using too, is it dynamic microphone, not a condenser microphone. But you know, this is this is
1: actually a condenser. Um, it is a condenser. Yeah. Um but but quite a lot of it is down to how you use that microphone, what you use that That's microphone true for uh, you know as well. Sure, and it's, your room too, is your room doesn't yeah, have a lot of echo. It's it's a pretty echoey room. Hence why hence why I've been quite close to the microphone. That's right. You got to <laughs> kiss it because right? I've worked out I've worked out that that is the only thing. But uh, you know, as Rob says, there are there are some there are some actual microphones. So this um, Shure MV7 um, has software on it which allows you to set uh, EQ, which allows you to set compression. Um, it allows you to do a lot of that stuff within the microphone so once you've set, you've you know set it up it's it, it's there and it's done and that, yeah, that's only that, again, through the very,
0: the like, USB connection it. though it's only through the on, USB connection right yeah you can't get that capability in, with the XLR output on that yeah cuz yeah. i have that mic behind me on the shelf behind me yes.
1: um and i played <laughs> anybody, around with it anybody too. anybody that's worked in this area for more than a couple of years has a collection of microphones i noticed yes you game. can see it behind me
0: i yeah. i've got a shotgun <laughs> mic on this side up there that yep. you can see and then i have a bunch of other ones too yeah. you know so you go through microphones over, over the years right like i've had this sm7b since uh 2009. So Yes, that's all I, I, used,
1: I used an SM7B for the first time last week. I was uh, actually in a podcast studio for the ah. first time ever um, in, in the center of, um, of uh, p- p- Brisbane where I was putting together a show with um, Sam, Sam Sethi, who I normally do a show with where he's at home in the UK. I'm at home here. Um, and for the first time we had to sit in a, in a room together and record a show. And I knew that I couldn't do it here. So we hired a studio. It was very good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not a bad option. And some people like
0: to do that. Um, mm. there, there's no question. I mean, I hear lots of people, I don't want to have it do it in my own house because the sound is gonna be horrible. Yeah. But um, well James, we've we've definitely gone long. We've got a lot of great terrific Sorry. questions. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody out there that's watching, that's uh, kept the the kind of chat going and and comments coming through. I I I think it's safe to say, James, I could probably do this show for well over two hours. There's no question. <laughs> but I've I've somewhat restrained myself from that because th- I think about the video file I have to upload to Blueberry and Todd's going to have a nightmare with that. Um, so, <laughs> so, so anyway, let's get to the giveaway here. Uh, for those that are still with me, um, you uh, will really be probably the only one that would be acknowledging um, and sending me an email, hopefully, um, to get your prize. So, let me put up on the screen my email address. That if if you win the giveaway here of uh, a Streamyard hoodie and sweatshirt, uh, it's the same thing, and and the uh, puddles duck little stuffed uh, icon creature for Streamyard, um, um, please send me an email to this address with your mailing address as well as your your sweatshirt size uh, for the hoodie. So let's go ahead and I believe we have um, how many entries do we have? Looks like we have twenty-five. So just just for by the way, I'm large, Rob. Just well, did you enter, James? (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So. Just at the last minute here, type in the hashtag the yard if you want to be included in this. Um, I think we're losing live viewers very quickly as I move into getting close to the two-hour window. That may be too 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 long for some people. Um, so, anyway, it uh, looks like uh, we're locked at 25. So, let's go ahead and pull the drawing and see who who wins.
1: Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Da-da, da-da, da-da.
0: All right. uh, Oh, oh. Uh, there we go. What nuts crazy craft is the winner of the too. giveaway today. So thank you so much um, everybody for entering. Um, please Are send me... They only me... entered
1: two, two minutes ago, so they've done incredibly well. Uh, yeah, to, I would to say video. so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very good. So, Send me an email
0: if you're still watching this um, and I will get uh, your your merch sent out to you just give me your email uh, not your email but your mailing address and your sweatshirt size and we'll get that sent out to you asap so thank you so much james thank you so much for um for joining me on the show
1: it's a great pleasure thank you for having me
0: for this marathon recording
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's the middle of the day for me i can do anything i like well that's that's right I, I i'm sure
0: you have plenty of other things to do though yeah knowing you so yeah there's there's probably a never-ending ending supply of that but I'll, I'll be back next week with another episode thursday at 7 p.m eastern uh 4 p.m pacific
1: um and what time is it down in australia right now james uh well in my part of australia it's uh, 20 to midday Twenty to twelve.
0: Twenty to twelve. So this show started at for you at ten for me ten a.m. Yeah. So it would be ten a.m. Friday, uh, Australian time. So all, all all my Australian listeners will know when to tune in.
1: Well, not, um, <laughs> uh, eleven a.m. in in Sydney and Melbourne. Ten a.m. Oh, is it a different time zone
0: where oh, you're yeah, at? Yeah, yeah, or, uh, yeah, okay. yeah,
1: and uh, I think seven a.m. in Perth. So um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, thank you everybody
0: for for joining me on the show. And uh, if, if you want to, if you missed any of my prior sixteen episodes, and you want to go check them out, uh, it's all on demand now as a podcast. So go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, and if not, uh, go to Spotify. So far, I haven't seen the show show up in a bunch of these other apps yet, so it's probably in AntennaPod by now, but we shall see. So, thank you so much. And good night, everybody out there.